Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's a Luke and Pete show. It is a Thursday. Luke, I'm going to let people through this hawking curtain uh, and tell them that we recorded this show a couple of days earlier right. than we usually would. And um, currently, we are very worried about a piece of space trash hurtling towards Earth right now. Are the US going to shoot this piece of Chinese space trash out of the air with the laser, Jewish or otherwise? What are they going to do? How is it? It's going to crash into the, the, the Atlantic or the Pacific or something? It's all very exciting. Luke. Yeah, so I think apparently um, let's just get, let's just get straight get into, into it. it, mate. Are we doing your right? 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 Yeah, fine? Yeah, I was fine until yeah. I heard this. Cool. Um, I'm doing all right. Yeah, people know what to expect from us mm. by now. So there's a piece of Chinese space trash, as you would mm. say. I mean, it's a bit disrespectful calling it trash. I think it was at one point a space station. Yeah. Um, that's coming back into the Earth's atmosphere and is expected to drop onto the Earth at some point. And to me. Reading that article about it, I thought there should be more contingency for this mm. because they say stuff like, oh, um, anything under a certain size kind of burns up and there's nothing to worry about. Mm. And then they can control the bigger stuff, I think. Mm. But this one, like this article was incredible because it had it had quotes from people like, for example, Jonathan McDowell, astrophysicist at the Astrophysics Center at Harvard University. What do you think he said? <laughs> it's bad. He it's said, bad. He said, it's potentially not good. <laughs> I want more detail. Suboptimal. I'm going to need more detail. I want that. figures. I want facts. I want a, um Al from Quantum Leap percentage, please, where it's going to drop on me house. And then they, the article goes on to say the most likely outcome is it will fall into the sea as the ocean covers 71% of the planet. Mm. It's not a contingency. It's not enough. <laughs> if I said to you, You've got a 29% chance of having a disaster today, which mm. could involve deaths. That's too high. <laughs> it's fucking too high a percentage. Just keep firing. Just have little boosters on it and boost it out to, I don't know, Uranus. Uh-huh. Oh, very good. Um, I don't know what to expect. Mm. I hope that um, I hope that it doesn't let... Apparently, it's, a currently tra- it's currently trajectoried to land, I think, in the sea off the coast of the... Oh, no, sorry. Last time it happened... Um, a load of stuff smashed into, mostly into the sea, but some of it smashed into parts of buildings in the Ivory Coast. Yeah, not great, is it? It's always like, why is it always like... It's never, yeah, it's never New York. Oh. oh well, because well, it would have been shot out of the sky a long time ago. We'd probably know about it. Yeah. Are you yeah. saying that you want it to land on New York? No, I don't. I'm not saying I want it to land on New York. It's never like, all right, I've chosen a terrible choice for that one. Yeah. Los Angeles. Why? 
What? Why lost? The energy? traffic's terrible. They could do with a shake-up. <laughs> they don't want. That's, that's going to make traffic worse. If anything, <laughs> they'll have to cordon it off. Yeah. They'll have to close roads, All won't right, they? Fine. Not, no one ever says, "I'll tell you what, we need to sort this traffic out." Some space, space debris shit. smashing into space us. Space shit. Let's sort it out. It's just admin. It's going to make it worse. Yeah. I, I wonder whether people have spent enough time thinking about what they're going to do with um, space shit trash basically because yeah. because um apparently things more than 10 tons should not allow to be fallen out of the sky onto the earth mm. um and that seems quite high to me <laughs> 10 tons is a lot yeah so anyway i mean fuck knows what's going to happen by the time we this comes out we might all be maybe hit it, on the head with it maybe it landed maybe it might land on those um warring jersey fishermen <laughs> Another very relevant story for when we recorded this. <laughs> that is an interesting story, though. It is, yeah. Proper old school brinkmanship, isn't it? It gave me a, quite a lot of nostalgia. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's almost as if, right, when the consultants get in, big problems happen <laughs> every time. But do you reckon they get blamed for it or not? Uh, no, they don't get it. Absolute formica, formica, Teflon, straight off. Who would you vote for in the old election? Binhead, of course. Binhead. Can't been face, did you? Can't been face, yeah. Of course. Did you really? No. Okay, you don't want to tell me. It's not important. Hopefully. Tories. What? Tories. Of course the Tories. Well, I just point at some people and you just, <laughs> nod, just nod when I get to it. That YouTuber. <laughs> Did you? That YouTuber, well, one of the YouTubers has been on the Jack show. Oh, lovely, right, really yeah. lovely fellow, Max. I reckon if Jack ran, he'd uh, Jack. Jack <laughs> met. I'm with the Channel Islands. <laughs> little Gaston Jack met. I will sort out this fishing problem. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a really interesting story. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't need to know, really. I'm uh, just enjoying the Daily Mail front covers of, like, these fucking, fucking frogs on the run bollocks, you know. Don't all that call shit. them frogs. I'm not saying, that's what it's, they would it say. Like you're saying it. It doesn't, because that's what I'm, I'm doing this voice. Plausible deniability. Why haven't frogs got breasts? <laughs> they probably have. They're amphibians. Yeah. Oh, different, completely different kettle of fish. I'm fucking get one and draw, draw little titties on them. One of the... One of the <laughs> Frog's legs? Well, why not drag the breast? What are you in for? Why don't you try? What are you in for? Animal cruelty. Oh, that's horrible. What have you done? I uh, drew a load of, uh, got a sharpie. Yeah. And drew a load of breasts on frogs. Yeah. The best ever. They were really emasculated. The best ever <laughs> deal with it meme gif was the poisonous um, lizard coming out the frog's mouth and the frog dying. Oh, I do not like that. The frog ate the lizard. Hmm. And you thought that was the end of it. That's the end of the story. All of a sudden, the frog dies, mm. and the lizard just casually crawls out the frog's mouth. Gla- sunglasses down. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> Bifta. Is it better crab with a knife? Cra- crab with a knife well, versus death lizard. Crab. Well, gecko with the little drawing pin. Uh, you mess okay. with gecko, you get the pecko. Remember that one? <laughs> no, That's a great meme. Uh, the frog ne- that, that people said was nailed to the um, park bench. But it wasn't. No, I don't think it was. No. Nah. Why funny. do people make stuff up like that? I, do, I just think they just sort of want to get want to spoil people's fun. They're lonely. Yeah. Like, yes, it is. There was that, remember that going back a long, long time? There was the bonsai cats myth. Oh yeah, they, you put the cats in the in the square the jar jars, and they yeah. become square or something. <laughs> very, very strange. <laughs> you mess, but seriously, you mess with gecko, you get a pecko. Mm. Um, I need to talk to you about your driving test. Oh no! Because it was your birthday last week, as we discussed. It was yeah. And um, I noticed in the diary, mm. in the work diary that we share... Did I put, did I put it well, in Well, this is the oh, thing. Dear. People who listening who listen to this show regularly will, will not be surprised to hear that you raged against the dying of the light when it came to using a work calendar. But now you finally use it... I'm you, very organised. You put a lot of detail in there. I, so I would probably just put Luke unavailable, but you've put Pete driving test. Have I? I think I changed it after... Yeah, it is... Um, oh, turns out. 
Yes, I did do that at some point. Um, yeah, I like the work calendar, but I don't... The thing is, I don't put my... I don't get specific about meetings and stuff. I just put Pete busy. Mm. Uh, and I, I, I fear that may, may, make me look a little more work shy than most. <laughs> I, think, I think it looks like you're masturbating. I mean, I'm doing that as well, obviously. <laughs> Tell me about your driving test. Uh, I'm not allowed to masturbate. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Are you ready, um... Are you ready? No! God, no. You know what? I'm all right at it. And it's an automatic, and it's a piece of piss. The only thing is, other road users in St Albans. I'm doing my test in St Albans. The buses, they just do what they want. The other mm. car drivers, they do what they want. Roundabouts, who needs them? It just, it just seems to be very. It's a very stressful thing. But my, my, my driving instructor, he's not used his little brick for a few weeks. So you have to wear a mask. Yeah, and that's the thing. It, it under the spectacles, uh, it kind of gets dislodged sometimes, and you don't want to. And, and you, you try and adjust it, and you, you can't be taking your, your your hands off the wheel. That's terrible. Have you got? Um, do your glasses steam up when you're driving? Uh, yeah. Well, no, a little bit, but it's it's just a bit uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable sort of doing everything with a mask. It's it's rather but, upsetting. But I understand why you need to do it. You're gonna do it. So you're only gonna do it for an automatic car. Yeah. Why? Um, it's easier. Uh, it's well, easier. It's, it's only ever got to own your own your own car, aren't you? And rent your own car. So, so the car fine. you've already bought, and all cars in the future will be it'll be electric and automatic anyway, aren't they? True, actually. So it's but driving, I didn't realise it's fucking exhausting. Like the concentration makes you tired. Three. Yeah. I mean, because I've never done it before, I'm a little more like, oh yeah, am I in a residential area? Is it thirty or twenty? Um, yeah. And I'm just constantly just. And by the end of it, I'm absolutely rinsed. I didn't realize. I didn't, you know, realize how stressful it was. But um, yeah, I, I, I like my driving instructor, Alam. He, uh, I just love his stories as a young man moving to London as a young Bangladeshi bloke. It was just like a f- fascinating. Is he, he a good he instructor? Uh, he's good. Yeah, he's good. He, he'll, he'll. Um... When's he telling you those stories? When you're driving? Yeah, that's bad. He used to take uh, Mondays off so he could uh, Monday nights off so he could listen, uh, he could watch the not the nine o'clock news. It's a weird thing to be into, it, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit random. To it's, take time off to do it. But should he really be telling you all these stories while you're supposed to be driving? Yeah, well, we're chill now. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm almost the finished product. Yeah, but, but I just know for a fact I'll get in the. He's, the only advice he ever says is, you can do that after you've passed. But don't do it now. Don't do it for your test. I'm, I'm worried about how that is. <laughs> is he going to sit in the back of the car for your test? Because um, they do that now, apparently. Do they? What? Yeah. The, the, the instru- so who oh, the instructor sits that so, so, sits Oh, so my us, friend right. passed her test quite recently. She's yeah. my age. Yeah. Our age. Because um, you do it in their car, don't you? Yes. And she said... He's just looking after the merchandise. No, but when I passed my test, your driver instructor sat there waiting for you. Mm. But apparently now they can sit in the back. Would you want that? Would you want Al- Alam telling you stories while you're doing it? Yeah, no, I didn't want. To? Yeah, he'd, 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 uh, that would stress me. Out. It would, it would look. It would feel like I was on a, like a boys' holiday or something. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, lads, we're going yeah. to Filey. Oh, let's go to the park. <laughs> so I, I remember when I passed my driving test, the driving test examiner um, was sick. Right, right. They didn't want to ca- cancel. Like sick, as in like a badass. Like no, he was actually quite smoking doobs. I think, right, he, went, oh, I think okay. he went on to pass away. Sadly, cool. Uh, I just made that that up. quickly. <laughs> No, pull, uh, pull a plaster off just to get in a car with you. No, this is absolutely true. So what happened mm. was they didn't want to cancel the, the, the tests. Yeah. So I got a driving test examiner who mm. I think was a motorbike test guy. So he came and sat in the passenger seat. <laughs> He's like, whoa, four wheels. No, no, no joke, right? This is like two motorbikes worth. Uh, no joke. He had full levers on oh. and the helmet with the thing up. What? And he squeezed his way into the passenger seat with this clipboard. What? And he passed me. 
Um, and I've ne- I never really said anything for a while because I didn't want people to think it wasn't legit. <laughs> but it was in 1999, so right. I've probably got away with it now. That's insane. Yeah, so I got what a real touch. What was this deal about? I don't know, I just got a real touch. A man who had no peripheral vision at all because yeah. he's got a helmet on. He thought if he crashes, it's fine. I'm wearing a helmet. <laughs> Did you get into a rally car? <laughs> Sounds like you're in a rally you car. Screaming, had a... Left, left, yeah, left, 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 hard yeah. left. Yeah. Oh wow. Quite funny. Did you? So do you still have to do the old emergency stop and reverse around the corner and all that kind of stuff? Um, I'm. I think I've done some reversing around the corner. Parallel. Par- he, he. The thing. The thing about Alam, and I presume it's with every instructor these days. Um, they pr- prepare you to pass the test rather than to do the thing yeah. you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. So like. I can, it was the same then. I can vibe my way into a, a parking spot. I can vibe my way into a parallel park. But he literally goes, go there, turn the wheel three times this way, yeah. or two times, one time, yeah, and, and, get, and it gets into position. All right, that works, Alam. But I want to vibe it out. Yeah. I want to vibe it. I want to enjoy my driving, mate. I'm more of a jazz driver. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, you know, um, the one thing I found weird when I passed my test is that they don't um, let you drive a motorway until you've passed. Mm. And that was quite terrifying coming onto a motorway for <laughs> I mean, me. They, why do they well, do that? Statistically, I think it's the safest part mm. of the road. Yeah. I guess because everyone's going in the same direction. Mm. But... Um, Getting onto a motorway is terrifying. When oh, you've just it's, passed. And you're like, do you think you'll bother doing is it? Is someone letting me on? I did. I did it on. I accidentally got on the M1 on my scooter <laughs> <laughs> on the way to my driving lesson. I was like, uh, trying to get a set. I was like, I don't really know where I'm going. And I was like, that's a big. Ro- oh, that's the M1. <laughs> I cannot get under that. Did you go back down the slipway road. I went. Uh, I sort of. I was on the roundabout. About to get on the M1, I was like, I'm fairly certain. But that. the problem with like motorways is you really can't do UEs. I mean, that they've made no, that very clear no. by design. Um, but yeah, I managed to get off um, earlier rather than. Well, it depends later. what part of the world you're in, because I think sometimes they. I mean, some parts of the world, the, tra- the laws of the road are quite just guidelines. <laughs> yeah, they're just a serving suggestion, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I remember being in Naples and the, and the cab driver. You might have been in my cab. Mm. Drove the wrong way down the road on the wrong side of the road for. I'm gonna say like 200 meters. Mm. Just one weaving way in between. Down a one way street. Yeah, it was it was pretty terrifying. Cracking. And then I was also in. As I told you, I was in Turkey once, Mimi and I, and the taxi took us into town. He was playing Candy Crush the whole time, right? He drove down a cycle track because yep. there was traffic, mm-hmm. and then he got out of the car while the meter was running and had a fist fight with a coach driver. I like it. It was full on. He's just look. He's amped up with all that Candy Crush. The problem was I was getting fuming in a really British way about the meter. I was like, pause the meter to a fight. If you I want mean, to fight, have it. If, it's, if went, that's what you want to do, do it. But. I went to Istanbul once, and I think I took three taxis, all of which uh, I paid twice, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. easily. It's just like, it's just, oh, oh, me, 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 it's gone down. I was yeah. like, has it, mate? Yeah. Has it? Yeah. Because we know what you're doing. Yeah. Should I be paying him to have the fight? <laughs> Answer me that. <laughs> I shouldn't be, should I? No, no. If he wants to have it, he should be having it on his own time. Yeah, in my I completely opinion. agree. Anyway, let's go and have a quick break. Um, let's do that. We'll have a quick break. And then when we come back, I've got a couple more emails. But before we do that, oh. I need to do some battery brands because that's what happens on Lovely. a Thursday. So stick around. We'll be back after these very important messages. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Batteries, Luke, 
Pete, we've got the lot. Luke Moore is in Battery Corner. I'm in Battery Corner. Mm. It's uh, it's like that. Um, it's like that thing you get in the supermarket where people just put their disused batteries in. Yeah, they never empty those. No, <laughs> it's just always overflowing with batteries. What do they do with them? They just palm down the sewer. <laughs> just palm down a grate. Do you reckon they put them together to make one big battery? There's a bit of juice Ooh, left in all of them. I don't you know. One big battery left. And, and Elon Musk takes them for Tesla. <laughs> he does, yeah, just pours them in the, yeah. in the gas tank. That's a, a lot of people don't realise that, do they? That, that, yeah. That's how you actually charge a Tesla. You just pour a little battery. Just pour a battery in the side, yeah. Yeah, it works. Mm. Uh, you did tell me once, I think this was a lie, but you did tell me that you put up the carpet in an electric car and it's just a load of batteries underneath. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just, it's like, there's like 70,000 batteries in each individual cell in a, that in seems, a battery. That seems like bollocks. Mate, trust me. Believe. Yeah, the electric right. revolution starts here. No point having a big battery because if it breaks, your car's fucked. If you have loads of different cells, if a couple of them break, you're fine. True. It's a fair Mate. point. All right, here we go then. Battery brands. It's a Thursday, so we see if we can get some new players to enter the game. Pete, I'm going to put them to you. You mm-hmm. can judge. I Someone pointed out on Twitter that it wasn't the most robust of processes yeah. because I said that all I do is ask Pete and we, if he can remember them, they don't go in. Mm. Yeah, that person <laughs> can get fucked because I have a <laughs> titanium memory. Yeah, no memories can get in. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is from Fox Danger on Twitter. <laughs> Fox Danger, good name. Uh, it's Kendall, as in the place Kendall in the Lake District. Oh, I saw that, and I thought Fox Danger was the was the battery, which would have been great. Oh, mate, I've never seen this Kendall before. Mm. Don't eat them; it's not a mint cake. No, you don't want they've zinc or magnesium out. in your mouth. They've branched out from mint cakes to batteries. Is mm. it a new player? Uh, yes, I think it is. Kendall. I think so too. Yeah. Okay. Well done, Fox. There's a new player entering the game. Um, Chris Days has been mm. in touch, saying, "What about?" He said, "I woke up early." I mm. uh, found a game of cricket on TV to watch. One of the main sponsors is Osaka Batteries. Nice. And rather than saying, is this a new player to enter the game? He says, is this an addition to your battery brands? <laughs> Get it in the list. Yeah, Osaka Batteries. Are Lovely new. part of Japan. It's not technically a battery he's presenting. It's the existence of a battery. Mm. So I guess maybe uh, we'll let him in. We'll let him in. Mm. And Matt Drage has emailed him with three new battery brands. Um, first of all, um, Ruido and Gritty definitely aren't new players. We've seen them before loads of times. And the middle one is Super X, as mm. in Super EX, as in like you had a, a partner mm. who went on to do a really amazing things after you broke up and they were your Super X. Oh, right. Is that right? So, okay, someone has achieved something after you... Uh... My ex is moving to Bermuda. All right. That's a, that's, a, that's a big one, isn't it? That's a big move. Is that because of the suits of their majesty's got us all with you, Pete, or not? <laughs> so what happened? What happened? I don't know. She's moved to Bermuda. I thought, that's uh, interesting. Hard to dress that one up as a sideways what? move with um, a new partner. Not is it? LS. Not LS. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Crazy, huh? Yeah, that is crazy. Fair crazy. enough. Not really a new partner. They've been together for a long time. Yeah. They've got a kid and everything. <laughs> I know. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. All I don't right. think, I just don't think the first way to describe her should be your ex. She's done other stuff. Fine, okay. But I don't think it really... I'm just saying it's interesting... How do you congratulate someone about moving halfway around the world? Good luck. Good luck. That's what yeah. I said. Yeah, get, send her a um, Monopoly. <laughs> Something from home. Something remind you of home, yeah. Box of PG yeah. tips. So Super X, I'm going to say, probably mm. is a new one. So one out of three for you, Matt Drage. Well yeah. done. Keep your battery brands coming in. We always like to uh, admit new players into the game. We don't have a permanent record of it. We're just not that kind of person. No. Persons. <laughs> Collective person. Um, it's time for emails, Pete. Uh, hello at LukeandPeteShow.com if you mm. want to email us in, at Luke and Pete Show on Instagram and Twitter. Peter, why don't you take us away with an email today? I'm going to kick off with Chloe's, if that's all right with you. Sure. Hello, Luke and Pete. If you read this on the show, please do not mention my name. Uh, that was from Stephen. Um, I've just been accepted... <laughs> to... <laughs> 
why do people do that? Why do you what, do at that? At the end of it, warm regards, why, Chloe. Why do you do that? Why yeah. do you do that? Maybe, maybe just a second. I mean, it could be any Chloe, surely. Yeah, there's Can more it? than one yeah. Chloe. Right, there's cool. at least 50 Chloes in the UK. Yeah, and, and if you know Chloe, uh, sorry, Stephen, if you know Steve, um, you will know that they're doing this thing, so don't worry about it. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um, I've just been accepted to grad school for engineering in the UK. Congratulations, uh, Stephen. Uh, and I wanted <laughs> to get both of your recommendations on choosing between the University of Strathclyde University of York and University of Essex based on whatever personal opinions and feelings you have. I'm from California and don't know anything. You're probably not going to enjoy north of the border. (laughs) First of all, you shouldn't be asking us. (laughs) Uh, But, no, I I was going to say, listen, I've got two things to say. Mm. One is, Scotland is amazing Mm. and the University of Strathclyde. It It is, it is. York, Strathclyde, excellent universities. I don't know University of Essex that well. I'm going to say that's probably shit. I'm going to say it's probably shit. <laughs> but it is close to London, so you you know. Well, Strathclyde's in Glasgow, mm. and Scotland is amazing. Mm. And um, the great thing about Scotland, Chloe, is I've probably waxed lyrical about many times on this show. You're going to get a weather culture shock. That's yes. going to happen wherever you go in the yeah, UK, from true. California. Yeah. Um, but within 40 minutes, you can be in the most beautiful countryside you've ever seen if you're mm. based in Glasgow. Yep. So definitely consider that. I know Strathclyde's supposed to be a good university as well. University of York is a fantastic university, and there is one really big reason why maybe you should choose there. Pete, what is it? Uh, second, oh, sorry, I was reading the University of Essex um, tagline, which is, at Essex, we're a bunch of risk takers, opinion makers, stereotype breakers, and world shakers. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it does say, study at our Colchester campus, South End campus, and it goes on. Right, okay. <laughs> it's one of those universities. You're moving to South End, aren't you? I am, yeah. Maybe I'll study. So there I'll you go, Chloe. Steve. If you want to go to the University of Essex, maybe you'll be based quite near Pete Donaldson. Colchester, Pete, South End, Loughton. what's the big USP for University of York? Um, you, look, you're coming from California. You're going to want your um, John the Juice juices. <laughs> juices. Listen, mate, it's long boy. It's Long based Boy, yeah. at the University of fucking York. Yes, of course. Long Boy. So if you're not going to go to the university on the basis of a giant wildfowl, yes. then you are not qualified, frankly. A cathedral and a big long duck, goose, yeah. whatever it is. And also, engineering is, is something that perhaps you could engineer a steampunk trolley for the Long Boy. You could, yeah, yeah, yeah. Help him out. Yeah, Help a brother out. I think we're going to rank... York number one because of Long Boy. Yeah. Strathclyde number two because it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and Essex. I'm, I am there, being stereotypical it? about Essex. Fair enough. You can hang me out for, to dry for that. Depends on how old you are. I don't yeah. know what grad school. I don't know what old you. Um, if you want to. If you so want. That's a masters basically. Yeah. If you want a party, you're probably not. If it's grad school, it's a masters. Yeah. You're probably mm. not that into partying. So. Yeah. Chloe slash Stephen also says. Mm. Not to be a fucking sap, but Luke and Peach is one of the most comforting and wonderful things to listen to for me. And I very much appreciate getting to enjoy your charm and wit every single week. Yeah, she sounds, she sounds like a University of Essex kind of woman. Pete can't, Pete can't take compliments. <laughs> she sounds like she's I will, terrible judgment. I will bathe in the splendour of that compliment <laughs> for quite a long time. So thank you very much, Chloe. I'll, I'll hunker down in the shadow of the long boy comment. She should let us know how she gets on, Pete. Yes, please. Yeah, I want to, I want to like uh, a diary every month. Presumably she started around. in September. Yeah. If she decides to come over. So, mm. not any good universities good in America. Pathetic. Good luck. Yeah. Expensive as well to come to university in the UK when you're I can in, imagine. in America. So, make the most of it, Stephen. Chloe shows up, shows up the coffers of many university, the international student. Yeah. Very much so. Mm. Um, so, good stuff. Mm. All right. Um, what about this from Sam Blackham? Sam Blackham. I think it's pronounced. I mean, he's probably going to say half of a name. I don't say my name. Uh, he says, hi, Luke and Pete. After listening to uh, a previous episode where you talked about Come Dine With Me. Mm. So more Come Dine With Me chat. 
I thought I would share some information on behind the scenes of the show. Oh, yes, please. In the late 2000s, my grandparents' next-door neighbour was on the show. They're a family friend as well. Um, he's called John, or but we call him Disco. <laughs> For goodness sake, what kind of character is he? Um, I was playing Mario Kart with my five-year-old niece mm. the other day. You've gone from PUBG to Mario Kart. Well, I was playing with my five-year-old niece, Pete. Mm. I, can't, okay. I can't be taking her through headshots, can I, on PUBG? She's I'm just, fine. I'm just, like, get her involved. Look, she could just pick up the drops. She could actually pick up the emergency drops. Go to the care packages. Mm. Um, I was talk- I was watching Super Mario Kart with, uh, sorry, playing Super Mario Kart with her. She's pretty good at it. Mm. And um, you know when you get a star, yeah. And you, she she called it. Um, she was Peach, obviously, like yeah. Peach. Every time she got a star, she kept saying, "I'm Disco Peach. I'm yes. Disco Peach," which I thought was quite cute. That's anyway, very sweet. this man who is presumably a, a gentleman in his fifties, mm. it has the nickname Disco John. Yeah. He was on an episode um, which was set in Bath. But he didn't actually live in Bath. Right. And he said in the show, uh, when the other hosts were walking around his house, they found a picture of him disco dancing back in the day, <laughs> hence the name Disco John. But It's all it takes. This is how it worked, apparently. Mm. At the start of the day, he was told to place said picture in an obvious place so the others can find it. He also said that when the crew came uh, to his house, they set up their equipment and took down all the mirrors in the house so you can't see reflections of the crew. Right. It's a really good point, that. Yeah. Didn't consider that, really. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and it said, would preclude you from um, in, involving... Uh, you could have a vampire crow as well. Yeah, could that would work. Yeah. No, because you just see a camera float. Oh, you, you wouldn't see it, yeah, yeah. yeah, just, it uh, but, yeah. Actually, they'd be probably quite preferable, wouldn't they? Not if you've got blood on the menu. <laughs> Garlic. Yeah, yeah, true, actually. Mate, yeah. They like um, blood. I think vampires cannot be camera people on Come Down With Me for many reasons. My friend mm. Tommy's been offered the Come Down With Me job loads of times, but he never takes it. Right. And I, it pisses me off, to be honest. It's, it sounds like a bollock. He does like a great shot job where he basically films football games mm. but normally it's just a locked off camera and he mm. just watches the game but, yeah. but do come down with me at least do a couple of them <laughs> see what it'd be like he said anyway he said the camera crew are quite obtrusive or intrusive I think that means and you had to work around them rather than it be the other way around mm. he likened the experience to being on the set of a porn film yeah I'd have that yeah. uh, he said they even make you plate up some of the food multiple times so they could get their shots he said the crew tell the guests to pretend the food is still hot even if it is cooled while they were getting their shots in <laughs> Uh, Disco John was probably best known on the show for his love of ketchup. And yes, the cupboard full of ketchup in this episode, if you've seen it, is real. It wasn't set up. He also went on to win the show. He never explained how he knew what it was like on the set of a porno. And I don't think I want to know. Porno John. Many thanks, Sam Blackham. So Mm. I often thought about the camera crew on Come Dine With Me because, you know, if if, if a camera crew is making a show where they have to set it in a house, Mm. and this has happened to me before, they knock on the door on a particular street and say, can we have a look in your house? We're looking for someone to shoot. Right. And they're normally looking, and we used to live in a house, me and a few of my friends, and it was quite a big house, but obviously we rented it because there was mm. a few of us. And we had people come to us quite a lot because it was quite near central London. And they're looking for houses that are suitable for filming in. Of course, for come down with me, you can't do that. Right, Because yeah. you've got, you've, I mean, essentially you've got to do it in the house. And mm. some people's houses are just small, right? Mm. So it would be quite a difficult, challenging thing well, to do. Well, it would be quite challenging to find, like, five people. Is it four or five people um, who could be asked to get involved? And and I think if you found those people, um, I think they should be ejected from the town. <laughs> yeah. So, do you want to come down with it? Get the fuck out then, you would, misanthrop. I'd love to see you on it. I wouldn't. You, you know what I'd cook? Um, Something weird. 
Yeah, sorry, Jap- I'd have a, I'd have a crack Japanese up theme. Yeah, it would be Japanese theme. I'd look like um, a pervert. I'd, I'd show but me sword. I'd, I'd, you be, say that. Oh, like, we found but, a sword, Peter. Oh, yeah, here's me fucking sword. But you say that like Japan. it's the TV show's fault. No, it's, it's not. Your own I know. Fault. I realise that I am a man who loves Japan. I love going there. I love getting pissed there. But I just just all the other accoutrement and all the other kind of like um, things that people think about people who are obsessed with Japan, it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm a pervert in so many different ways. Like I'm what? a bigger pervert. Like what? Like what? Computers? Just computers. Yeah, just, you know, I, I like stuff, but I don't like anime or manga or yeah. young women. Yeah. <laughs> it's like old women? Old women. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. But but all I'm saying is the show is only going to show you for what you are. Mm. It's not making you a pervert, is it? No, no, they will, though. It'll go... Uh, Peter's a uh, 40-year-old uh, uh, podcast producer from Hertfordshire. It'll be like little schoolgirls running around going, Hey, hey, Right. Yeah, true. Never go on it, Pete. No, never go on it. I'd look like a problem, especially with this moustache. You would bring this company into disrepute. We would just simply have to insist that you were not your company. Go in the garage. Do the dinner in the garage. <laughs> anyway, I've got nothing else to say. Just get the fuck out of it. Yeah, you know, let's go. We've given them enough yeah. shit. Thanks for the emails. Though. They were really good this week. And good. I, I wish all the very best to Chloe in her uh, educational choice. Um, some would argue, not me, but some would argue that if she's coming to us for the decision, she might Surprise already be she got through school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you very much to James this week for clearing up the dinosaur genitalia question. Mm. And thank you very much to Sam for his come dine with me stuff and Mark for his life hack cool. re-deliveroo. We'll be back on Monday for more of this nonsense. And we're bloody looking forward to it uh, as well. Um, do stay in touch. Hello at LukeAndPeach.com is the email address. At Luke and Peach Show is the Instagram and the Twitter um, big shout out to producer Nat, who does a great job of this show, but also of the social media as well. So Killing do follow it. it. Killing it. it, producer Nat Snacks. <laughs> anyway, that's it. We'll see you next time. Have a great weekend. <laughs> 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 we'll this was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.